What is up, Lead Love Thrive family? It's your faithful guide, your trusted advisor and chief encourager on your journey to thriving in life, Radhika Cruz. And I want to thank you for checking out this episode of Lead Love Thrive. You know, I created this faith-based podcast to encourage, equip, and empower others to lead their thoughts and their emotions and their decisions and actions according to God's word so they can love God, themselves, and others on purpose and make daily decisions to thrive. If you've been listening to my episodes with Monique, you know that in my last episode, I shared a simple Bible study method with her called the SOAP method to help her work toward her goal of growing in her relationship with God. If you haven't listened to that episode, be sure to go back and check that out. But in this particular episode, I asked Monique about her identity and I asked her to share how she defines herself. So if you're wanting to know what God's word says about who you are, in other words, your identity, your God-given identity, you're not going to want to miss one minute of this episode. I truly believe what you are about to hear will change your life forever. You're also going to discover in this episode that I created some space to speak directly to you about something I observed during my mentoring session with Monique. And it's something I just wanted to dig into a bit further with you. So be sure to listen for that. Oh, and one more thing. Usually I only record one episode each week, but I wanted you to know that I'm going to be releasing a very special behind the scenes bonus episode where you're going to hear a conversation I had with Monique after the podcast to talk about the emotional shutdown that she experienced during the recording of this episode. You are not going to want to miss this special bonus episode because I believe it's going to change your life because it's already changed Monique's. So without further ado, y'all, let's go on ahead and jump into this conversation about our God-given identity. Now, when we did your, when I looked at your psychological well-being assessment, that was really to help me assess your thoughts and beliefs and feelings about how you, your, your self-perception, um, do you accept yourself, your relationship with others and your purpose. And so I had you also do the purpose-driven life assessment. And I, and I think I want to kind of move to that right now because, you know, the purpose-driven life assessment was really to help you understand what purpose is why you are here and so rick warren has this really great framework for you know he he shares these five different things you know you were you were formed you were you were meant to connect you were formed for god's family you were your purpose is to grow you were created to become like christ your purpose was to create and to serve you were shaped for serving god and serving people and your purpose was created to share meaning you were made for a mission you have an assignment and then you were created for worship. You were planned for God's pleasure. So I had Monique complete that assessment and really think through each of those areas so that she can really get an understanding of, okay, if this is a framework and the lens that we're looking through, where am I at on all of these? Where do I need to grow? Am I not serving? Am I not sharing? Am I not connecting with God's family? And so that's, I'm going to give you an assignment on that here in a minute. I'm going, we already talked a little bit about the emotional check-in, so I'm going to kind of pass over that on my little outline that I have here, because I want to get to a couple questions that I asked you on your self-reflection writing prompts, right? So I'm going to grab that here and process some of these with you. Monique had a couple pages of stuff, y'all. So y'all give her a shout out for her hard work. She says she's motivated out of nine out of 10 (laughs) and she's willing to do the work. So guess what y'all? I'm putting her to work and she's going to school. (laughs) 
So I asked you a question on your self-reflection sheet. Who are you? Who is the real Monique? How do you define yourself? And I want you to go ahead and read what you said. Well, okay. <laughs> I, was, I did the best I could. Yeah, so and I there, said there is that, no judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I said that um, I'm a direct, transparent, sensitive, empathetic, and reserved person. Um, I'm a praise and worshiper. I am a perfectionist that struggles with decision-making and trust, and I am perfectly flawed. Okay. So when I listened to your responses, when I read that, I thought, okay, she is defining herself by some different personality traits, yeah. characteristics, yeah. not necessarily an identity. Exactly. That's so I was like, I don't think I really answered the question. Okay. But that's okay. That's what I had. But that's where you were at. And yeah. that's all right. So has, since you answered that question before, has your thoughts changed on that? Okay. Not really. I then again, identity is something you struggle with. If you you know, I don't mm-hmm. know how to label that if mm-hmm. you don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And so then yeah, and just the whole emotional words around it and mm-hmm. the language. Yeah. So I, I felt that when I write, I was like, I don't really think mm-hmm. this is it, but I don't know what yeah. else to put on, you know, on that, that is fair. Yeah. And that is okay. Yeah. Because you mentioned that from day one, like yeah. I need to know who I am. Mm-hmm. So how do you think you discover who you are? I think you have to, I know that it's in the Bible and I know that there, if you understand how God sees you, I think then you would understand who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and can um, you, I, can you know your identity apart from knowing the one who created you? No, I don't think you can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So who does God say you are? I need to look that up. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about that right now. Yeah. I have a couple scriptures. You are God's workmanship. You're his masterpiece. And you were created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he has prepared in advance for you to do. That's in Ephesians 2.10. All right, I'm going to go through this list quickly, and I want to get your thoughts on it. We see in 1 Peter 2.9, you are a royal priesthood, God's special possession. And because of that, we are to proclaim the goodness of him in the world. You are Christ's ambassador. You are his chosen one who is to speak his wonderful message of reconciliation and salvation in this world. Second Corinthians 5, 18 to 20. You are Christ's witness. You have been commissioned and called to go out into all the world, training up other people to be followers of Christ's teachings. Matthew 28, 19. That's the great commission. You are Christ's letter to the world. You're to be read by every one. A letter that shares the reason for the hope that you have in God. First Peter 3, 15 and second Corinthians 3, 3. Who are you? You are salt and light, Matthew 5, 13, 16. And I want to read this message version. So who does God say you are? You are here to be light. So this is what you're supposed to be doing, bringing out the God colors in the world. So this can kind of go along with your mission and your purpose because your identity, who you are, is connected to what you're supposed to be doing, okay? So what you're hearing here is you are salt and light. He's saying this is who you are, and then this is what you do. You are to be, here, you are to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on the light stand. And now that I put you on a hilltop, on a light stand, stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, the generous Father in heaven. So you're salt and light, and you're here to be light. You are a child of God, and you're an imitator of God, Ephesians 5, 1 to 20. And this is what he says. Since you are God's dear children, you must try to be like him. 
Your life must be controlled by love, just as Christ loved us and gave his life for us as a sweet-smelling offering and sacrifice that pleases God. And since you are God's people, it's not right that any matters of sexual immorality or indecency or greed should ever be mentioned among you. Nor is it fitting for you to use language which is obscene, profane, or vulgar. Rather, you should give thanks to God. So he's saying you're a child of God, and then this is what you do. This is how you behave. You're an imitator of God, and so this is how you're to live. Romans 6.18 says you are a slave to righteousness. What does that mean? Because you've been set free from sin, you have now become a slave to righteousness, which is right living and right doing. That's what you do as a result of being a slave to righteousness. Do you see the connection here? Mm -hmm. And then you are a, a new creation in Christ. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, and it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. He's a new creation. The old has passed away and behold, all things are made new. And all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Do you hear that you just got an assignment there? Mm-hmm. A ministry of reconciliation. What does that mean? I am to help others get back into a right relationship with God. Who am I? I'm a new creation. What am I supposed to do as a result of that? Have a ministry of reconciliation, help other people get back into a relationship with God. So now I want to ask you, how do these scriptures make you feel about your identity and who you are in Christ? I have to, I have to process mm -hmm. that. I know you're asking me like right off. What's the... your immediate feeling? What are you feeling right now? I don't want you to, to necessarily think of why you're feeling that way, but what is the emotion? What are you feeling right now when you hear that you're God's work and workmanship, his masterpiece? When you hear that you are his special possession, when you hear that you are his ambassador, his chosen one, his witness, when you hear that you are salt and light, when you hear that you are a child of God, when you hear that you're a new creation, what feelings are you feeling right now? I would say intrigued. Intrigued. Okay, tell me more about that. Interested, curious. Mm -hmm. So because I have those, it says I'm intrigued. Okay. <laughs> so you are, you're curious about, okay, yeah. what does this mean yeah. now for me? Yeah. Now, some of the meaning has already been shared in these scriptures. Mm -hmm. So if I'm God's workmanship and his masterpiece, the rest of that scripture is, okay, so what does that mean? I'm intrigued by what that means. Well, he, he means you're created to do good works. Mm -hmm. What that means is I need to be out here doing good things for God, right? If I am a slave to righteousness and I'm intrigued by that, well, what does that mean? That means I need to be living a life that is in alignment with God's word, right living and right doing according to his word. So the, the curiosity is like, okay, now that I know who I am, then now I can understand better what I'm supposed to be doing. Does that make sense? So a lot of that is your mission. Mm -hmm. If you're an ambassador, he says you're his ambassador. If you are in Christ Jesus, you're an ambassador which means I am his chosen vessel to speak his word, to declare his truth, to declare his promises, to share the reason for the hope that I have, the message of salvation. That is my mission as a Christ follower. So there, as we, what, well, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because scripture is full of confirmation of who we are, which mm -hmm. connects to what we're supposed to be doing and why he created us. Purpose is about why did you create me, God, mm -hmm. to be my witness, to be my letter, to be my ambassador. Okay, so if 
if who I am are all these things and it's connected to what I'm supposed to be doing, my mission, that is why I'm here to fulfill that mission. And so you had mentioned, I want to look at your sheet, that you had some lies that you had believed about your purpose. And one of them was, you said, I'll, the lie that I believe was that I'll never find my purpose. I'll never make a difference. I'll never be a giver, right? And so as you are hearing that you were created to glorify God, you were created to be an imitator of God, you were created to declare his praises, to have this ministry of reconciliation, of helping people get back into a relationship with God. That is our first assignment Mm -hmm. to, to do that. So as you're hearing these things, you know, what are some of the thoughts that are going in your mind? Um, <laughs> you just think it, letting it sink, sink in. Yeah. Like that's just, that's how I mm-hmm. take in yeah, mm-hmm. information. I'm not able to, I have to process what I'm hearing before mm-hmm. I can like tell you mm-hmm. how it's. Does your spirit line up with this? Or is there a tension that you're feeling like, nope, that is not who I am. That's not what Mm-mm. I believe. Okay. Do Mm-mm. you believe these things? Yeah. Okay. So now you're trying to connect the dots. It sounds like to me, I'm making some assumptions. Mm-hmm. Like now you're saying, okay, if this is who God says I am, and this is what he's telling me I need to be doing. So what I'm showing you is that this is how we discover who we are, what our purpose is, and what our mission is. If we look at Rick Warren's model, he's saying this purpose that we have is to connect with people, to love God and love people, to grow, become more like Christ, to serve, right? Through, which we could say that that's like the ministry of reconciliation, to serve people by declaring God's praises, to sharing the truth, to proclaiming it. When you were made for a mission, you have a unique assignment. You have a unique gift Mm -hmm. set and personality that's gonna help you clarify this whole ministry of reconciliation. And we were created for worship, right? We were created to honor God with our lives in every aspect of our lives. And so I wanna ask you this question. Whose job is it to ensure you fulfill your purpose? that your purpose is fulfilled i would say mine i used to think that too why is it not ours psalms 138 says the lord will fulfill his purpose for me oh so i think a lot of times now that's not to say that i don't have a mission and an assignment from god but in my own life i was so busy striving to make things happen to move in a direction that i desired and i remember the lord saying to me you are taking over my job because you are afraid that I'm actually not going to have you walk into the promised land. You're actually afraid and you doubt that I have good things for you. You doubt that you're going to be able to walk into another level of your life and make the impact that you want to make. But what you're forgetting is it's not your job to fulfill that. It is my job. It's my, God's saying it's my job to fulfill it. It's your job to surrender to it. And it's your job to know what it is. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me your thoughts on that. I mean, it is. Now when you say it, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, it is. I mean, there's nothing that you can do to stop, you know, God's purpose from being fulfilled. Like that mm-hmm. I do know. Mm-hmm. But I always thought it was up to us in a choice as far as what actions we take to get to that. Which is true. Yeah, yeah. We so have to surrender to it. Yeah, that's right? why I was saying my, that's why I'm mm-hmm. saying it was my job because you would have to make the choices, you know, to follow God's will and what, what it is he sure. wants to do because he does give us, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. Choice. So that was the, the, the that's reasoning why, why yes. I said me. And that makes complete yeah. sense. 
but it is the Lord who fulfills it. Mm-hmm. We surrender to it, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. it's him that's going to fulfill it and make mm-hmm. bring it to come to pass. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to jump down a little bit and go back to a reflection question that you had that I gave you. And this was about who you are and who you want to become. And so I want you to read that for everyone. You hear me flipping through papers. And, I know, right? And that's okay. She didn't write five, six papers, y'all. <laughs> I want you to read this here. The woman I want to become right here. So I said, the woman that I want to become is a person who does not worry about what people think, a person that mimics the mind, heart, and wisdom of God. When I walk and talk, I want people to see him. I want to be an influencer and a healer of hearts. I want to be healthy in shape and prosperous. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to become all those things? Um, those are things that really matter to mm-hmm. me is mm-hmm. having the mind, heart, and wisdom of God. I think ultimately that's the thing that can change the world. Mm-hmm. I love that. So I want you to think in light of the end of your life and you have been called to go home with Jesus mm-hmm. and everyone is coming and gathering at your funeral and there's an obituary that's written about you and there's a eulogy that's shared about your life. When you think about that, how do you want people to remember you? What do they, what do you want them to think of you as? That's really the motivation behind what I say. Mm-hmm. Would <laughs> like, you add to that? We, I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately that that is my desire. I, Cause I know what it looks and feels like mm-hmm. when you see someone who mimics God, it's like the most tender, you know, mm-hmm thing in the world like it just breaks down all barriers yep. and I want to be that type of person to yeah. where if you have an encounter with me clearly you know that there is a God mm-hmm. that's really what matters to me like that's how I want to be remembered <laughs> you want to be remembered as someone who didn't worry about what people think okay well when you say it like that <laughs> no and there's well, I that's okay the part that I was something not not the whole okay. thing per se but so th- this part here I want to be remembered as someone who mimics the mind, heart, and wisdom of God. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I want people to see him in me. Yeah. And I want people to remember me as an influencer and a healer of hearts. Yeah. Okay. So I wrote one myself. Yeah. Because my boy Donnell sent me something that he's working on, and I'm going to have him on the podcast here. And so it prompted me to just share with him really quickly what's on my heart. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Okay. This is how I want to be remembered. I want people to remember me as a purpose-driven hope giver, an encourager, an mm-hmm. empower, an equipper, and developer of other people's gifts. I want people to remember me as an insightful, powerful, and practical teacher and proclaimer of God's word. Mm-hmm. I want people to remember me as a genuine representative of God's love, mm-hmm. his grace and mercy. I want to be remembered as a bold, virtuous, empathic, righteous, compassionate, and passionate woman of faith, conviction, power, purpose, and impact. Mm-hmm. I want people to remember me as a global, impactful, and inspirational ambassador of Christ. Mm-hmm a genuine, gracious, and generous influencer of people, and a passionate lover of God and people. I want people to remember me as a generous woman who lived her life openly and expansively, as a woman who loved, served, and honored God, her family, and others deeply and compassionately. I want people to remember me as a godly woman who devoted, who develops leaders and disciples. I want people to remember me as a woman who fearlessly, faithfully, consistently, and relentlessly stood up for what's right and holy and noble, just, pure, good, and godly, despite any criticism, rejection, condemnation, and judgment from the world. I want people to remember me as a humble servant of God who lived their life in passionate pursuit of God's presence. 
I'm going to be able to remember me as one who was submitted and surrendered to God's plans and purposes for her life. And I want people to remember me as one who courageously showed up and spoke up unapologetically mm-hmm. as her most authentic and God designed self. Mm-hmm. Basically what I say, but like more what is better. <laughs> so, I mean, you just expounded. And that, yeah. that was one of my things where I said sometimes, you know, I really feel like I need to think bigger. Right. And there's nothing wrong with mm. not having that. But mm-hmm. again, that's where like vision and knowing yes. purpose and all that's that what stuff I'm comes at. in. If you don't have that, then yes. yeah, you wouldn't think like that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, And I did not for yeah, many, many yeah, years yeah. until these last year or two. Yeah. And so as I think about the end of my life, the, we have to have a vision mm-hmm. of who, because you said earlier when we talked about your goals, right? One of your goals was going from this woman of who I am today to who I want to become. And if we don't have a picture, if we can't articulate that, we are not going to become it. And so we have to be clear, who do I want to become? And so I shared that with you to expand on it and not just a woman who does this. What kind of woman? Generous, passionate, what kind of leader, what kind of ambassador, right? So I really want you to think more about that. And what you did was not bad, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a great starting point, but I'm going to give you an assignment because I want you to expand on a little bit more on how you want to be remembered. And I think when we shift our mindsets and think about how we want to be remembered at the end of our lives, then we can begin to start creating a picture in mind. Like, how do I want people to feel because I was here? How do I want people to see my that the way that my life was lived, right? A life of service, a life of um, humility or whatever. So we're gonna come back to that, but I, I shared that so that everyone out there that is listening, you got to have a picture in mind. And this picture that I just painted is all based on scripture, right? Being God's representative, being his ambassador, being a leader, being a humble servant, those are all coming straight out of scripture. And I'm saying, I want to be remembered like Christ Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, right? And there's some very specific things. Like I I want people to remember me as someone who chased after God, who was bold, who was fearless, who was faithful, who poured out her life to people. That's the impact that I want my life to make. That is legacy. If I can do this with God's help, I have left a legacy in this earth. And I left this place better because I was able to surrender my life to God and walk in my gifts and my purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've talked these, about these scriptures, about who God says you are, about your identity. And so one of the assignments I'm going to be giving you, you don't need to write this down because I'm going to give this all to you, is I want you to create your own I am declaration statements. You can use these scriptures like I am God's workmanship. I am his masterpiece. So I want you to get used to, to knowing who you are. In Christ, And you can even search the scriptures and look for other things, but I want you to write a declaration. This is who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm an imitator of Christ. I'm his ambassador. I'm his workmanship. I'm his masterpiece because you need to know that. And then I want you to write up a purpose statement based on these scriptures because a purpose is now, okay, if I'm in his workmanship, I was created to do good works. So my purpose is I was created to do good works, to be his witness, to train up others, to disciple others. So I want you to come up with that and write that down as well. Cause you need to know your identity, which we've talked about, which connects to your purpose and it connects to your mission, what you're supposed to be doing here in this earth as a Christ follower, then your gifts and your abilities and your talents now show you, give you more clues as to how God has uniquely designed and wired you to actually fulfill your purpose. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we're going to be looking at your, your gifts, your natural strengths and your spiritual strengths and spiritual gifts on a different assessment. 
And then we're going to start looking at, okay, how does this line up with my God-given identity and my God-given purpose? All right. So lastly, I want you to then write up how you want to be remembered. So I want you to start with what you already said and expand on it. Be very specific. Use specific descriptors of how you want this world to be left as a result of Monique being in it. What is the impact you want to make? How do you want people to feel as a result of your life? What do you want people to do as a result of your influence? And you'll have this podcast to go back and listen to. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I'm loading you up. And the reason why I'm doing this is because these are the things that you said you need. You said, I need to know my identity. I don't know my purpose. When I was looking at your assessments, those are the things that kept coming up. I don't know. I don't know my identity. I don't know my purpose. I don't know my mission. I don't know why I'm here. So we got to answer them questions. Mm-hmm. First of all, let, let me pause there and say, tell me where you're at. I want to do an emotional check-in with you. <laughs> and I want you to talk me through your thoughts, your feelings on what just happened. Right. This is going to help you articulate. I need you, your emotional expression now to, to be worked on in real time, on, on <laughs> in live time, you know, real time. Oh, I mean, Harriet? Is that what no, 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 no. Oh. I mean, oh. <laughs> I know this is a growth area for you. And so it, you were trying to find the words to express. And so I want you to practice talking through what's going on in your mind, what's going on in your heart. What are you feeling and why? I am afraid mm, okay all right yeah. um, okay let me let me let me write these down real quick so you're afraid go ahead keep going well that's what it ties down to anyway i'm using my outside words so i can get to my inside word <laughs> okay um what was the outside word that led you to get to afraid apprehensive okay worried okay uh scared okay. vulnerable anxious so it's enough of them for me to pick. All <laughs> rooted in fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What are you afraid of? Why are you having that feeling? Talk to me about what's going on. Inside I don't know. I have to figure out why I have it. Um, I don't know. I'm just, a, I guess, you know, you might be afraid of feelings. You okay. could be afraid of feelings. What, you, what feeling are you afraid of feeling? <laughs> um, it just... This is new, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Talk, and talk me through it. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like on the spot, like I don't do well with on the spot stuff at all. Like, I know. Yeah, I don't do well. Like I just kind of shut down, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I come back, and then I'm alive. I don't want you shutting down. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah, try- but push through. It's kind of I'm real close. Yeah. <laughs> take a deep breath. Yeah, you know. Take some deep breaths. Take a pause if you need to. Yeah. Because I want. Because we know God has not given us a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. So there is a reason why this fear is creeping in. And we know that is not of God. So we we need to cancel that out right now. But we need to get to why you're feeling afraid. Just because it's, it's uh, I don't know, it's unexpected. It's, it's on the spot. Like, there's just not a feeling that I like. And then it's. You don't so know, you're not prepared. You don't know the answers. Yeah, I'm not prepared. That, and that's okay. But, but what is, what about your purpose, your identity? Yeah. And how you want to be remembered is making you afraid. Because I don't know. You don't know what? Because I don't know what it is. We just talked about what your identity and purpose was. Well, see, it's not, it's not sinking in. See, I don't know. Okay. I think sometimes we complicate mm-hmm. knowing our identity and knowing our purpose and our mission when it's very clear in scripture what, who he says we are, yeah. what we are supposed to be doing. And why we're here. 
right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to understand what about that is scary because this is God's word, right? So other people may be feeling afraid or not, but I'm just like, okay, if this is God's word and this is creating feelings of fear inside of her, what is she afraid of? Is this a fear that I'm not going to be able to do these things? Is there a fear that I may fail mm-hmm. in my purpose? Is there, I'm, I'm, now I'm assuming, I want, I want you to stay mm-hmm. with me. Is there a fear that I won't become, I'll fail God, I'll fall short? Is there a fear of failure? Is there a fear, is there a fear that as I look at who I want to become, that maybe I won't leave that type of legacy? Is there doubt? Do I believe I can accomplish this with God's help? Hmm. Talk to me. Did uh, any of those resonate with you that I just said? Yeah, I'm, it's just all jumbled up okay. in my head right now. <laughs> Tell me the what's one thought? I am, I don't feel in control. Okay. And I think that's what's messing up my senses. Okay. Like, I, I don't, like. Okay. Control of what? Your um, life? Yeah. And I know, like, I have the homework assignment, and mm-hmm. I just, I think I'm just looking on the surface, and it's, it's I'm not able to, like, focus mm-hmm. on the scripture, because I have to, like, go home and read it, and. That's okay. And, you know, and, like, I feel like you want me to, like, feel it, like, right now, and I don't, and so. Feel you like, are feeling something, but you're having a hard time articulating it. Yeah, man. That could be it. <laughs> so this is a part of you understanding why am I feeling this way? Why? Because I see you starting to shut down. Why am I shutting down? Why am I getting a little defensive? Why am I feeling like I have to be put on a spot? And regardless of who's listening or not, this, this is not about them in this moment. Mm-hmm. This is about what I just learned. Mm-hmm. What is making me fearful? So I, I want to go back to this control thing. And I really want to ask the question, are you really surrendered to God's plan and purpose for your life. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe there is some resistance there. Okay. And why is it hard for us or people to surrender to God? What do you think is behind that? I don't know. I think, um, I think I may have a hard time with like belief maybe. Mm -hmm. And I, one thing I learned about myself was like perception has become reality. Mm -hmm. And so like, if it's something you can't see or you don't understand right now, it's not reality. Yeah. And then sometimes you can mm-hmm. build up resistance yeah. because it doesn't seem to be reality. Mm-hmm. I think that's what, what, cause like I hear you reading it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if you don't really feel that way or if people don't like treat you like that, then mm-hmm. you have, you come against the wall. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, eh, mm-hmm. I gotta see that that's how I am. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why I keep calling it process. Okay. I need to go home and process. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is, is that, you know, I, my unbelief, maybe. That's good. That's real. Hey friend, listen, I wanted to take a moment to pause in this episode to speak directly to you. I just want to shed some light on something that was just shared in this episode. What you just heard was Monique sharing about how she doesn't really see herself the way God sees her. And for whatever reason, the way she defines herself is not connecting to the way God defines her. And although she wasn't able to fully articulate how she defines herself, she is having a hard time believing she is who God says she is. And she even mentioned it's hard for her to believe it because other people don't treat her according to who God says she is. But what I want to say to you is this. 
It's not enough to just know the facts or scriptures about who you are in Christ. You must also know the meaning of those scriptures, and then you must be able to understand how to apply those scriptures to your life. Let's put it another way. It may be hard for you to believe and accept what God says about you because you don't fully understand how to put that word into action in your life. And because you don't fully understand how God plans to take you from where you are today to where he wants you to be in the future, it's hard for you to really see and believe what God has in store for you is good because of what your reality is today. I hope that makes sense. So although Monique heard the facts about who she was created to be in Christ, she doesn't quite understand how this is going to be played out in her life. And because she can't see it, she doesn't have a picture in mind of how this is all going to look. She's having a hard time believing it. But guess what? That's where faith comes in. Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us that now faith is the assurance of what we hope for and the certainty of what we do not see. So in this moment, Monique has a decision to make. Will she believe by faith that God will make her into who he has destined her to be? You know, just as Jesus told the disciples in Mark chapter one, verse 17, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The same holds true for Monique, you and me. It is Christ who transforms us into who we are designed and destined to be as we follow him. We cannot become all we're created to be and we can't do all we've been created to do in our own strength and abilities because apart from him, apart from Christ, we can do nothing. So as you reflect on who God has established you to be and as you reflect on all the great and wonderful things he's called you to do, do not doubt and do not be afraid. Learn from Abraham, who in Romans chapter four, we read that he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what God had promised, what God had ordained and purpose for his life, he would perform it. It's not enough to just know what God says about you. You have to believe it by faith. And you must be certain that God will bring it to pass despite what you see, what you don't see, what you feel and what you don't feel. That's what it means to live a life of faith. So with that being said, let's jump back into this conversation with Monique about faith and unbelief. I don't believe what finished that statement for me. I'll share one with you. Maybe this will help you. Not too long ago, I was in my bathroom. This was months ago. You okay? Yeah. Okay. In scripture, we see that Monique, what you're experiencing is not different from anybody else. There are people in scripture who said, God, I believe, help my unbelief. Yeah. It's like, I believe, but help my unbelief. So there's this, there's this tension, there's this struggle. Like I believe God, but do I really believe you God? Yeah. Help my unbelief. Yeah. And I want you to know that's a common experience for humans. Not too long ago, when I experienced one of the biggest disappointments in my life, one of one of the many, um, and I remember being in my bathroom and the Lord began to talk to me and say to me, why are you trying to control everything? Why are you striving so much? And he said to me, you don't really trust me. You really don't believe yeah. that I am who I said I am, that I'm a good, good father. Because if you believe that I was good and that you as my child, I give you good things, you would stop trying to get and you would rest in knowing and embrace what I'm trying to give you. Mm -hmm. 
So he said to me, you need to choose this day. You either believe me or you don't, Radhika. You either trust me or you don't. There will be times when we doubt, right? There's going to be times when we are like, God, I, I just, I'm having a hard time believing. That's part of our human experience. And that's why he wants to grow our faith. So I don't want you to feel like there's something wrong with you. Why can't you get this or why, that you're struggling with your, like, this is a common thing. And the Lord said to me in that bathroom, he said, you tell me that your favorite scripture is Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. He said, you don't really believe that because if you did, you'd let go. You'd stop trying to control your life and you would allow me, you would surrender your daily life, right? You're eating, you're, you're walking, you're driving. You would surrender it all to me and know that I'm going to fulfill my purpose for your life. And I'm going, and it's good because I promised you it's good. But you have to be convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is who I am and that I'm going to fulfill this promise. And so I was challenged. I thought I was good. I thought I thought I was trusting him. And he said, no, no, no. Because if you did, you'd stop striving. But you're trying to control stuff. You're trying to make things mm -hmm. happen. You've got to let go. Because I really had to confront the belief that, no, God, you let me down. And the, and the example that I used, you failed me because I prayed to you. I asked you to heal my mom of cancer and you let her die. So you failed me. And I don't believe that you're going to come through for me. And I had to, I had to confront that with him and lay that thing down and say that, you know what, even though he didn't, that disappointment I talked about not too long ago, that, that one of those disappointments I had was that God, you didn't answer this the way I thought, but your ways are higher than my way. So I have to go back to his word. Your ways are perfect. I may not understand them. Your ways, your thoughts are so much higher than mine. So I have to trust that you know what's best for me and your sovereignty. I have a finite, limited mind, limited perspective. Your perspective transcends anything I could ever think or imagine. But I have a decision to make. I have to trust you with my life. I have to trust that you're going to fulfill it, not me. And I have to trust that every promise, every purpose that you have assigned to my life, you will bring it to pass as I choose to surrender to you every day. And I remember him telling me, put the pen down, Radhika. Stop trying to write your story. So I had to wrestle that mm -hmm. disbelief, unbelief, lack of trust in God, you know? And I think we all are going to experience times in our lives where, where our faith is tested. Do you believe me? Do you trust me? Mm -hmm. Do you believe that this vision that I just shared of how I wanted to be remembered, do you believe that it's your job to fulfill that? Or do you believe that's mine? And are you willing to trust me with your life? It's a question you have to really be able to, you know, figure out if you can say yes, because you may think you do, but maybe you really don't. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't know, I need, I need a way to make sure I can turn it into belief. Mm -hmm. Why do you feel the strong need to control so much in your life? <laughs> I want you to think about that. I want you to think about there, because here, here's what I know. Every behavior is an attempt to meet a need. So there's meaning in that. So if my behavior is showing that I need to control things, I need to have things scheduled. I don't like when things interrupt my plans. I don't like when, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know where this is going, you know, and I don't have it all worked out. And so that creates anxiety and fear and stress in me. And I know that that's something that you've shared. So I have to ask myself, what need am I trying to get met by this behavior? So if I'm always controlling, trying to control my life and where it goes and what I do and all these other things, what 
is really behind that. What need am I trying to get met? And that's something I want you to think about and process with God. Show me, am I trying, I'm trying to feel my need for security, for safety, for happiness and joy that if I, if I think I'm in control, those are things that I want to leave you with today. I think that's enough for today. (laughs) I will recap these assignments with you, but but here's, here's what I want to leave us on this note today. I did have one more thing I want to talk about, but I'm going to leave it there because I, you're in a you're in a contemplation mode, and that's good, right? I, I was telling my son um, when he's learning something new at school and he's struggling, right? So there's some research out there called struggle strategies, and so when we feel this tension, it's the way of the brain saying, "I'm trying to figure this out," and so I mean, I'm, my mind is expanding, mm-hmm. my perspective is is expanding, but it's creating some tension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're growing. I just want you to know, like, you're growing. What you're experiencing is like, okay, I'm being challenged in my perspective, in my beliefs, and my attitudes, and my behaviors, and it feels a little uncomfortable. And we already said that was going to be part of the process. But take heart that that is part of your growth. There is no growth without some pain and pressure and stretching. And so this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I want to leave everyone on this note today. Second um, Corinthians 12, nine says, my grace is, for, is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And so we need to boast all the more gladly about our weaknesses because that's when pa- Christ's power rests on us. And right now, many people may be feeling weak. They may be feeling challenged and feeling powerless. But God is saying that is when I do my best work. Because when you are able to say, God, I'm weak and I can't. I need you to step in. That creates a dependency on God, right? And that's the very place that he wants us to be. And I want to leave you all with another scripture. And it's 2 Peter 1, 3. And it says, by his divine power, not by my might, Mm -hmm. not by my power, but by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. So I want to encourage you, Monique, and everyone else that is listening. God has given you everything you need to fulfill the purpose that he has for your life. Yes, there's a matter of discovering it. And then yes, there's a matter of embracing it and surrendering and surrendering to it. Because it may not be the way we thought. My life ain't turning out the way I thought. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's saying, okay, can you surrender your outcome the way you thought things were supposed to be and allow me to give you what I have for you? Will you allow me to be the author and the perfecter and the finisher of your faith? That requires surrender. Yeah. Requires letting go. It requires trust. So I just want you to know that he's given you everything you need for living a godly life. He has given you everything you need, every gift, every strength, every talent to fulfill the assignment and purpose on your life. And that in our weakness, in our doubts, in our unbelief, right? He's there. Mm -hmm. Our strength comes from him. Our hope comes from him. And so I want everyone to know that out here today, wherever you're at in your journey, know that he promised to never leave you or forsake you. And if you draw close to him, he says he will draw nigh unto you. Call upon him, seek his face, ask for understanding, read his word, get around people who are going to help sharpen you. And then you will continue to gain that clarity that you need on who you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to be doing and the purpose and plans that he has for your life. Any last thoughts before I sign off with our Typical episode closing. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, one of these days I'm gonna come over here and not shed a tear. So. Oh, <laughs> and that's okay. That's like, part of the process. Yeah, I just um, I don't know. Something on the inside happens, so mm-hmm. I have to. I don't even have words. Yeah, at the moment. So I don't know. I feel no pressure to say anything. Yeah, yeah. You're in a contemplative place, 
and you're being challenged. And, you know, I think too, when you go on a new journey, there's a lot that, that you don't know about. Mm. Right. And so there's, you're kind of like, okay, what does this entail? Mm -hmm. What is it? Especially if you're a planner and you're like someone that likes to have all the, mm -hmm. the I's dotted, the T's crossed. You want the outline, you want the framework, you want the bullet points. I know that about you. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to our walk with the Lord, the word of God says, we only see in part, we have no idea how God is going to get us somewhere. Think about David. Think about Joseph. Joseph was given a dream. He was thrown in the pit. He was thrown in prison. He was made a slave. All these things, he had no idea how God was going to fulfill that purpose until he looked back later and he was able to have the perspective and told his brothers who tried to kill him. He said, no, 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 don't be afraid, right? I'm not mad at you because God actually brought me here so that I could save lives. That's what he said. He had no idea how God was going to work that out and bring that to pass. David was appointed. He was anointed as king as a boy. Mm -hmm. I think it was 15 years later, he became appointed. He had no idea how God was going to take him from the flock of shepherding, you know, from a shepherd boy to a king. So God gives us dreams. He gives us visions. He shows us who we, he wants us to become and the purpose and the, and the mission that we're to fulfill. And we look at where we're at, we're like, oh, I have no idea how that's going to get there. And we try to want to chart the course, mm -hmm. right? The word of God says, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's God who orders his steps. Another scripture pas passage says, Commit your plans into the Lord that they may prosper. So if we want to have success, we need to commit our plans to the Lord. We can plan, have a plan, right? Don't, don't be just drifting through life. Get you a plan. But he says, commit your plan to me. Mm -hmm. I will order your steps. And so that's what I want to encourage everyone to do today. I don't have all the answers for my life. Monique don't have all the answers for her life. You will not have all the answers for your life. But if you commit your plans, commit your ways, to the Lord, you will prosper. That is a promise from God. So on that note, I just want to thank everybody for listening today. If you want to receive some of the tools and resources I'm sharing with Monique, please be sure to subscribe to my email list. That is where I'm going to be making all these resources available to you. Please do not miss out. Get these tools. I really, really believe they're going to change your life because they changed mine. Y'all I put in the work and use these resources. And they really did give me more insight and clarity into who I am, what I'm here to do, and what uh, my purpose is. And we also love to hear from you. So please be sure to comment, mm -hmm. to like, to share. Yeah. You know, if this podcast blessed you, if it added <laughs> value to your life in any way, will you please do a couple things for me? Number one, will you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so we can stay connected and grow together? Two, will you share this episode with a friend so they can too get the insights and tools they need to succeed and grow? And three, will you please rate and review this podcast on iTunes? This is really going to increase our visibility so that we can reach more people who are also looking for hope and purpose, clarity of identity, clarity of mission, and really just wanting help to live a godly life. You know, and as I close out today's episode, I want to just remind you to lead your thoughts and your emotions and your behaviors according to God's word. Choose to love God, yourself and others passionately and on purpose and make daily decisions to live a life that thrives. Until next time, talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.